Hi everyone, welcome uh, to Roar Lions Roar's coverage of uh, the early National Signing Day. Fans of the site will remember what we did last year where we went through and we did one podcast for every member of Penn State's 2017 recruiting class. We're going to do that again for 2018. I'm Bill DeFilippo. I'm going to be on every one of these uh, little preview podcast things that are only going to take a couple of minutes for each kid. And we're going to alternate between our two recruiting guys for the other half of each podcast duo. This time I am joined by Nick Pollock. Nick, what's happening, buddy? Uh, this is actually an early sign period, early sign, sir, period, not a day. Period, sorry. sorry. Yes, it's, uh, 72 yes. full hours. Yes, three of... Uh, Three of the best days of the winter, uh, hopefully now and going forward. And Nick, it's going to be a really, really good day on Wednesday for Penn State. There are a few names that are kind of up in the air as maybe being Penn State uh, commits eventually. We'll talk about them uh, a little bit later in podcast that might not run depending on what ends up happening. But when you look at this class right now, fifth nationally, second in the Big Ten, it just seems like... It's a class full of guys who are going to have impacts here. What are your just overall thoughts on the 2018 Penn State uh, football recruiting class? Well, the first thing is that it's an excellent class overall. Um, I think there's a fair argument to be made that this is Penn State's best class ever when you consider that the last kind of class had a kind of an argument for that was what, 2007 or 2006, I believe we were talking about, but um this is kind of the first class since the comprehensive recruiting rankings being the 247 composite rankings have really had voices from kind of four different directions. Uh, even now, even though Scout and 247 have combined, it's still two different groups of people putting their input on one ranking. So this is probably going to be the best that Penn State has ever finished in what we can kind of call the modern recruiting era since 247 has done a good deal to kind of change the whole industry. So I think it's fair to say that this will be Penn State's best class ever. Um, it's just so supremely talented just at every single level. You have guys like the just the true top of the top of the line, top end producers um, like Justin Shorter and Ricky Slade, Nana Asidu. Um, moving towards the middle, you still have guys that are, could prove to be multi-year starters like Jesse Lakita and Daniel George and Jordan Minor, Nick Tarbert and Aeneas Hawkins. And even at the bottom, um, the the natural one to go to is a guy like Will Levis who. Um, obviously replaced former five, well, not former five-star, current five-star, former Penn State commit Justin Fields, who may not be headed to Georgia now. We'll see. But he's a guy even who maybe he's not on the same level as Fields. Very few people are, but he still has the potential to be a pretty talented quarterback. You have a guy like Charlie Catcher down at the bottom of the class who was called by Micah Parsons as the most talented guy he ever played against. He's I am just... so upset you remembered that because that was going to be my like claim to fame that I remember what a teen tweeted once. Uh, sorry, bud. Uh, but yeah, he's someone who's just incredibly talented and versatile could end up doing a lot of different things. Same with Isaiah Humphreys and Judge Culpepper and... I mean, even Jake Penninger. Jake Penninger looks like he's going to be a pretty great kicker. He's got a huge leg. So it's just top to bottom. It's just really an outstanding class. And like you alluded to, it's one that's not done growing yet. There could still be some fairly 
massive names added to this list. And by the time we actually get around to posting these on signing day or, or during the signing period, um, some of them may have even joined the class by that point. So yeah. it's a pretty outstanding class. Yeah, it, uh, it's possible. Again, we just so y'all know, it, because you all definitely know the the handful of guys we are talking about, we are going to record those podcasts. And if they end up going elsewhere, just like email us or something, and we'll send them to you. But like you mentioned, Nick, I, when I look through this class, it's all guys who have the poten- who are like good at something, so they are always going to have a spot on Penn State's team. I looking I, I at the top of the class, the guys are established: Justin Shorter, NFL potential; Ricky Slade, potential just be dynamic. All the dudes up there. But as we go down and we look at the guys ranked in the 200s or so, Pat Fryermuth, a big, strong, physical tight end who's also a threat in the passing game, Juice Scruggs, nasty interior lineman that you kind of just want to... He is the kind of guy who in past years would be one of the two or three best guys in a Penn State class. He is ranked like 7th or 8th right now. Daniel George, I mean, we're going to talk about him. I like him as, I, the comparison to him, he seems like he has a little bit of Chris Godwin in him. And then, like you mentioned, down at the bottom, you have the guys who have upside. I mean, when you're, when you look at a school that, you know, is not great or is just okay, they're rounding out their classes with guys who would be, um, you know, they have to walk on to other programs. What Penn State managed to do this year is they went out and they got some good football players and guys who project to be useful in some capacity. You know, as I'm looking down at the last four, Charlie Catcher, I think you and I agree he's the t- potential to be a pretty talented linebacker. Bryce Efner on the offensive line. Uh, Will Levis, good signal caller, athletic signal caller. And then the guy we're going to talk about on this edition of the podcast, uh, Jake Pinnegar. And I think the thing that makes him such an interesting recruit, Nick, is that it was a little bit um, a little unusual when he committed because Penn State going into next year is going to have a scholar was going to have a scholarship punter in Blake Gilligan and was going to have a scholarship punt a uh, kicker in Alex Barbier. Having two scholarship special three scholarship specialists is a little unusual. Alex Barbier ends up leaving, which one frees up a scholarship for Jake Pinnegar, but at the same time, it also means Penn State has some questions in its kicking game, and like you mentioned, Pinnegar has a skill. The thing that he is good at in the kicking game, I don't know how it's going to impact on field goals, but it is something that could get him on the field right away on something like special teams. Yeah, exactly. There's certainly an opening there for him to get some pretty important work right away um, whether it is as a kickoff guy because he has such a massive leg or if he's able to nab the uh, the uh, kickoff the, the the field goal kicker spot um, Penn State also it's also worth noting that Penn State picked up a walk-on commitment from uh, his yeah. name's escaping me right now um, so I, I well I'll, I'll look for it while we're talking here but it, a guy who is ranked I believe as um, what on coal or on corn blue kicking is like their number two kicker or something like that. And kicker rankings in general are pretty, uh, pretty much crapshoot because there's 
it's I mean those rankings are based on kind of kind of similar to rivals whether you go to their camps or not. So there's Corn Blue kicking, there's Coles kicking. Uh, Coles Coles kicking is the one that really really does like Jake Pinnegar a lot. Um, but yeah, like he's, he's he has the he looks like he has the potential to be a pretty darn good kicker for Penn State and he'll have a chance to kind of grab that job right away during his first year. And it's fair to expect that there'll be some bumps along the way. Even a guy like Quinn Nordine at Michigan, a guy who was just, Whom? uh, <laughs> a guy who is just unconscious until he missed the extra point against Penn state, um, still ended up having a pretty awesome year overall. He's a really good kicker, but, uh, even he went through a little bit of a tough spell. So it's, it, it'll be, It'd be shocking to see him not have some struggles at some point if he's able to win the job, but he looks like a guy who could be a four-year kicker for Penn State. And even if he's not able to you know, take field goal duties right away, they're not going to be sending him out here him out there for you know high pressure uh, 45 yard kicks or anything like that. What he is going to be able to do, I, I would like to see him uh, maybe get PAT duty or get folded in that way and then show off his leg and more importantly show off how good of an athlete he is because he's not a bad athlete for a kicker i i would love not to see all. them run some like very funny stuff with him but for now get him in on kickoffs get him in on shorter field goals let him build up his confidence and build up to taking those 45 50 plus yard kicks that will, you know, eventually separate him from being a good kicker to being a great kicker. Nick, we're going to end every one of these by making a prediction of when we can see Well, real, real quick before you do that, Rafael, Rafael Cheka is the name of the walk-on kicker. Oh, nice. So we're going to end all these with a prediction of when we think we are going to see this player on the field, whether it's right away, whether it's going to take them a little, or whether uh, it's... You know, unfortunately, we have a hard time seeing a path for them getting on there. What do you think with Jake Pinnegar? I, uh, you go first. I'm pulling rank as recruiting manager and saying you have to go first. Yeah, that's fine. I, I think he gets on the field right away. I think when it comes to kickoffs, when you have an asset like a huge leg and you have no one with the position, you go with the huge leg and see what happens. I don't want Blake Gillikin doing kickoffs. I don't know what to expect out of Penn State's walk-on kickers, but asking me as of right now, I think that getting him settled that way, if he looks comfortable doing kickoffs right away, I think that's the way to go for him. I agree. I think kickoffs will be his right from the get-go. I don't think it would be surprising because he's not going to be an early enrollee, so I don't think it would be surprising if maybe for the first couple games or two next season, it's he and maybe Cheka and maybe, I know they have, uh, what's Carson Landis, I think his name is, and a couple other guys that are walk-ons on. And maybe even Gillikin if they feel like they And maybe Gillikin. Yep, I, I think it would, wouldn't be surprising to see a couple different guys get a chance at field goal kicking, but I do think he'll have the job by year's end 